Welcome to Roadcase, the podcast that explores the live music experience. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Josh Rosenberg, and I'll be taking you on a journey through in-depth interviews with performers and key people in the industry to explore the magic of live music, how it can be totally transformative for both fans and performers, and we'll look at how they take it all out on the road. It's going to be a great ride, so here we go. Okay, welcome back to Roadcase, everybody. This is your host, Josh Rosenberg. I am really psyched to be here for this episode with Elise Okusami, and I'm really happy to have you all along for this ride. There's a number of different ways you can get involved with the Roadcase community. Really quick and easy way is to follow us on social media. We're at Roadcase Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find out more information about Roadcase by visiting our website. We're www.roadcasepod.com. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, just want to get involved with Roadcase, you can email us at info at roadcasepod.com. Really quick and easy way also to show your support for Roadcase is subscribe to Roadcase on your favorite listening platform. So if you're on Spotify, that little follow box right at the Roadcase homepage, just click on that. If you're on Apple Podcasts, for example, there's a check mark in the upper right-hand corner. Click on that and doing so on those and other platforms will allow you to receive updates when new episodes come into the world. Another great way to support Roadcase, we rely on the support and uh, of of you amazing listeners, and a great way to do that is to rate and review Roadcase. We really appreciate it here at Roadcase. Uh, you can do that on Spotify by hitting that little box with some stars underneath that aforementioned follow box, and on Apple Podcasts, you just scroll up a little bit. And there's a place with a bunch of stars. Just click a bunch of those, and there's a place to write a review. Really helps out the show. Thanks so much in advance for doing that. You guys are all awesome. So I've got Elise Okusami, who performs under the name Oceanator. I was so happy to sit down and chat with Elise, and I'm really, really glad to be able to share this interview with you all. Uh, her latest album is entitled Nothing's Ever Fine. It's a really wonderful and beautiful uh, collection of compelling songs, broad soundscapes, really reflects her multi-varied background. She grew up in the D.C., Maryland area and started out in punk thrash bands and really loved being in that community. And uh, the different types of music that she's played over the years is really reflected on this song. And I talked about uh, during this conversation, it's like, you know, just wait for the next song and it's going to be a different vibe entirely. And I really love the production. She's worked closely with Bartiz Strange as well, who's also from the DC area. Elise loves that feeling of connection that she has with her audience, uh, says it's really cool to feel people connecting, that they're feeling something, touching their heart. And uh, she just wants to do everything she can to help make people feel less alone. And I love the title of the album, Nothing's Ever Fine. Uh, nothing's ever really fine. But Elise talks a little bit about social anxiety and depression. We talk about these mental health issues as well. And we'll get into all that. This is a really fun conversation. Elise is just a lovely human and I really enjoyed sitting down and talking with her. I know you'll really love this conversation. Thanks again for being here on Roadcase. And I want to thank again Elise Okusami for being here on this episode of Roadcase. And here we go. Elise, great to see you. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit here, but um, but how are you? How are you? Welcome to Roadcase, I must say. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks so much <laughs> for being here. It's so great to see your smiling face. I love it. And um, and you're just the vibe and 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 your music, especially the the latest album, Nothing's Ever Fine, just is like just blows me away. I love it. I love oh, it. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. It's really it's really it's really so cool. And um, uh. Have you, so you were out back in May, I think, right? Was that like for some U.S. like mountain, US, like mountain west and west coast dates it looked like? Yeah, I did some dates in May and, and June um, after that too. Yeah. Oh, okay. June was back back here in the east. But, yeah. yeah. W that was, was that the first time you'd been out? No, oh. um, we did like, 
well, we were out in April um, doing some stuff with Pedro the Lion, and then yeah, oh, cool. back in November, December, we were out with uh, Jeff Rosenstock and Slaughter Beach Dog. Uh-huh. Um, so it's been a, f- a fair amount of touring in the past six, seven months. Yeah, I bet, I bet, and yeah. you, and you've been performing the Nothing's Ever Fine songs, I, I imagine, for a while because you, I, I, I was surprised. You know, I read the title and it's very apocalyptic. <laughs> and then I was really surprised that when I read that most of the songs were written pre-COVID, if I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, musically definitely pre-COVID for <laughs> for most of them and then lyrically um kind of a, a little bit of Oh, both. a little bit of both because yeah. I was like, wow, if she had written these lyrics pre-COVID with nothing's ever fine title, well, nothing's <laughs> really not fine now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, it was a it was a little the lyrics are always the hardest part for me. They always take the longest, so that was kind of I mean, I knew I usually know what the song's going to be about yeah. when I'm writing it, but then I don't like finalize the lyrics till I mean, I was still finalizing them. You know what the once. song's going to be about? You mean when you're when you've written the music? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, so you have kind of a lyrical idea in your head? Yeah, it's uh-huh. kind of like a little vision that's like Oh, interesting. This is what this the vibe of this song is usually. And sometimes it'll change when if I like come up with an idea oh, that I like better, but Do you kind of keep like verbal notes or notes as to the lyrics or are those sort of just kind of in your head until you finalize what you think it's going to be after the music gets written? Um, it depends if it's like if it's like actual more than like a like a line or two, I'll I'll start keeping notes and write write it down, and yeah. I kind of will do this like rewriting thing where I'll just kind of I'll write something and then I'll like rewrite it the way like without looking again at what it was, just how I remember it, and um and then maybe go back and see if there's things I like better. But if it's just like a line or two that kind of reminds me of what the song is about i i don't usually write it down until it's like because it's just like oh i know that i'm singing uh yeah i don't know i, I of course can't think of oh thing, right but. <laughs> but you got like a sentence in your head that you're like yeah this is the yada bada dada bada song kind of thing. yeah that oh, like fits with the melody and like right. came out of my mouth like as i was writing the guitar part and like this just like there oh cool all right yeah this has become the songwriting session podcast (laughs) now but it's interesting just because that juxtaposition of timing for me especially with your with the the relevant lyrics about the world ending um you're a science fiction writer oh reader a reader reader (laughs) writer but you're you know i mean i mean i guess there's a lot of these apocalyptic references and then uh yeah yeah, the, yeah, and then of course when we were talking before we got on the mic, you mentioned the word end times, which is the, <laughs> you know, like the post uto like the the post apocalyptic dystopia. Uh-huh. You know, that we're in the. Are we in the end times now? In your opinion, I don't know. I mean, I feel like everyone always kind of thinks they're in the end times, right? I guess like things are always terrible, so we could be in some sort of end times for sure. But I don't know about the full on (laughs) things are just so ever changing now in like very very drastic ways it seems like it's worse than it ever was but also i think whenever that happens and there are kind of sea changes and things that are going on now with human rights women's rights abortion uh the january 6th hearings um it's just there's so much and war in ukraine there's so much shit and i'm missing seventeen thousand other things that are important to other people and top yeah. of mind for many others there's just so much so much shit going on there's so much going on and it's also like you it's much more um a part of our daily lives just because we can like see it now on the internet oh yeah <laughs> you because know of social like media even, and like everything's yeah. so immediate right that's that um yeah. how old are you i'm 36 oh, okay so you've been around the block a couple times <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so are you seeing are you seeing parallels in something maybe when you were in your early twenties when you thought that was the end times? Um No, I guess I didn't really I didn't really uh think that when I was l- really little we were learning about the Soviet Union, even though that was already over when we were learning about it. Right. I, th- I thought I thought that <laughs> I got all confused when we started learning about that. And I was like, they're going to come bomb us. Yeah, but, right, right. Um, that was a real but, concern. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 I mean, we were we were past that. Right. I, oh, and, the teacher forgot but, to tell you that the wall went down and that maybe no, wasn't sure, as immediate? No, I was just a very anxious, anxious child. So, uh-huh. Yeah. I heard an airplane and I was like, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, understandably. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't, I don't remember specifically thinking like everything was as terrible in my early 20s. But also like, I don't know, I was in my early 20s, so I was probably wrapped up in some other nonsense, you know? Yeah, well, we had like a president that didn't do much for, you know, hopefulness and, you know, unity of the country, you know? Yeah. And in so many, in so many profound and fucked up ways. So that can make things seem a lot worse when that, that kind of mindset and that horrible narcissistic worldview then totally. gets traction with others in the in this country so yeah we can go down the apocalyptic road but <laughs> i mean um but your lyrical content is super beautiful it's like there's some doom and gloom stuff in there but it's also hopeful is that is that kind of a a mindset that you have it sounds like you know recognize what's out there but also don't be too like fatalistically you know that that this is existentially we're coming to the end yeah um i guess it's a mindset that i try to have um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know just like because otherwise i mean what's the what's the point if if everything's just always bad you know um and just try to see like just try to see what what good stuff is out there and get joy out of what you can and um you know, like music, for example, is like something that's beautiful and brings people together and just trying to cling on to all those little things yeah. that you can, even as everything is just like falling apart everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good for people that, I mean, that whole period was, it's not good for people if you suffer from anxiety or depression. I mean, that just puts you in a real hole, but you know, it's, the struggle's real and it's constant. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Does that, has that, those kind of struggles affected you at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, we were supposed to do this, what, two weeks ago or something. And I, uh, I couldn't get out of bed. So I had to cancel everything for like that whole week. Oh, damn. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah. That's, that's okay. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I, I kind of go up and down and have a lot of, uh, a lot of like depression and anxiety, uh, issues that i'm trying to work work on and you know writing music helps and and playing shows helps but you know um not always <laughs> sometimes it, sometimes you gotta just kind of shut off and take a little break what are the things i mean if you don't mind sharing like what are the things that are most triggering for you if you or, or just like without triggering yourself but what can you say about how that struggle how that struggle has an impact on you yeah i think just in in somewhat broad terms um i i get really um i i i lose my like social energy mm. pretty pretty quick um to be out there talking to people and like yeah uh-huh. and yeah but I, I but i really like talking to people also but then i just like i hit this wall at a certain point where i'm like oh i and i don't really realize realize how much it's like affecting me because i'm like having a good time doing it you know like Mm. i like i like talking to people at the shows like whether it's other bands or like people who came to see the show like i love i like chatting with people but um it really is also very exhausting (laughs) especially after you've just played a show you know because you've just done this other like emotionally exhaustive thing right um so i i kind of get in this this like I just get, I just kind of exhaust myself without really realizing it until it's like, oh, I'm, I need to be alone right now. I'm very tired. Yeah. Um. So that's, I guess, that kind of played into played into the most recent thing. I was just very, very tired and mm. yeah, been on the road that. for a while. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. You know, it happens. Yeah, um, I feel you. Is it the? Is it that? 
So, I mean, when if you're talking more, most specifically about the live show and meeting fans after the show and working the merch desk and doing that whole thing, yeah, it's fun and it's invigorating and people are loving you, loving on you, I'm sure. <laughs> Is it the little comments that people make that sometimes that maybe you start like thinking about like, oh, well, maybe, oh, they were right or well, they could I do this? And because people can say things that even if they're well-intentioned can hit unknowingly hit the person in a, in a certain way if you're sensitive to it. Yeah, I mean, people say some stuff sometimes, um, but it's you know I I've been gotten better at uh gotten better at just letting that stuff kind of go because usually it's like just some some people say some silly not great things, um, uh-huh. but most people are cool and and just fun to talk to and have fun like stories about where they heard the music first or like someone brought me a bunch of tapes from their local scene, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so like, it's usually just like, it's just, it's just great and awesome to talk to them, but just, just being social takes a toll on me. Cause I, I just, I'm, I get anxious in social situations, like no matter what. So mm. it's less about like what people are saying and just like my, just the energy level <laughs> yeah. of it. Um, that kind of, that kind of wears me out because the social situations kind of wore you out. Have, have you ever like gone down the rabbit hole of addiction to like help like make those situations easier in some way? No, I've been, I've been pretty lucky in that regard. Um, a lot of people aren't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I asked. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, I've been, that's been not a problem for me. That's good. Which is, yeah, it's... That's it's, a positive. Um, it's a positive. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I would have like a like a beer or two. I used to have a beer or two before, um, before shows. Mm. Well, usually like no more than one before the show because like I... I would be really mad if I like had two beers and then like messed up my guitar part or whatever, you know, <laughs> right. just like because I didn't need to do that. Right. But, um, but, I, but I also, I recently stopped doing that also because I noticed that... Um, even after like one or two beers, I would just be more depressed the next like two days. Mm, um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I haven't been, I haven't been drinking either. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to have that observation about yourself hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. Yeah. To have and, that aware, to have that level of awareness. Yeah. It took, it, it took a while and it talk, it took talking to some other friends, you know, it's really hard too on the road. Cause like, there's beer and alcohol everywhere oh, and yeah. they're like giving you drink tickets and everyone's always trying to buy you a drink, which is very nice. Um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing that right. people are like trying to do that, but yeah. um, keep offering her drinks, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and now a lot of places have non-alcoholic beers, which is sick. So yeah. I, I've been having those. I'm a ginger but, ale uh, fan myself. I, I used to be a big ginger <laughs> ale fan. I like a ginger beer, like a real yeah, spicy that too. ginger Yeah. Well, beer. like kind of yeah. like, yeah. Derivative. Yeah. Ginger yeah. ale. I think it's like the, it's a little too sweet. The for sugary, the sugary derivative of the ginger. Yeah. Oh yeah, ginger beer. Oh man, such a good lane. I'm glad I just remember that. I'm gonna go get some for <laughs> yes. For the Bundabergs. I really like the Bundabergs. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Well, those whatever they have. Brown bottles. The what one? The like fat stubby brown bottle. No, I haven't tried those. Whatever they have at oh, Trader Joe's, I use that brand. I guess for the most okay. part. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a Trader Trader Joe's uh, proprietary. <laughs> uh. N- no, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's one of those outside brands that they they occasionally mm. that the you know how there's a couple things that they have from like yeah, outside yeah. outside the in the real world, <laughs> not yeah. in the, like the Trader Joe's bubble of just try these snacks. We made them, and we know <laughs> that people are addicted to them. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It seems like in your in um, well, first let's let's go back. You grew up in D.C. Let's learn a little bit about your background. What did what did what did that look like for you? How was um? Did you grew up in the D.C. area? Yeah, I grew up in the D.C. area. I, I grew up in Maryland. Um, I went to high school in D.C. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, I like it down there a lot. Um, uh-huh. I was thinking about moving back to Maryland. Honestly, gets great um, reviews. My oldest daughter lives in D.C. She loves it. Oh I, yeah, I love visiting her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. There's a lot to do. Um I don't know as much about the current music scene, but uh you know, I used to we used to play a lot of shows in in high school and just like a bunch of venues that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and, So you were in a high school band? Uh, 
Yep, I was in a I was in a couple of bands in high school, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it was fun. I loved I loved it, and just you know being able to. I even liked going down to like the monuments and stuff and hanging out. And yeah, um, I don't know. It's a cool spot. I like how short it is. You know, because they can't build any buildings taller than the Capitol. Oh, how There's, low! Like, no yeah. Skyscrapers. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like short. That. It's a short it's city. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's short. And, short and a lot of trees, and uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so musically, I mean, were you how how early were you playing guitar? I started playing guitar when I was nine. Wow, that's super uh, early. Yeah, I, yeah. Wow. It's, um, were your parents musical? My mom sings, um, and my my dad listens to a lot of music and kept uh, kept starting to learn instruments, but then uh-huh. not not like following through. So we had like a saxophone at home and and a couple uh like a classical guitar that he had been playing around with. And then my brother started playing drums and piano when he was like three. Um, oh, wow. So that that was around also. Uh-huh. And he's in the band. Yeah. Has he always been in your band? He's in the band now currently. Mike? Yeah, he's um, he's he's uh, he's not in the band, but he plays on everything. He doesn't want to be in the band. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Probably because yeah, his plays... sister's in the band. Yeah, kind of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he plays, he, he plays stuff like a, assorted things on most of their records, and then he mixes all of them. Yeah, and engineers them and stuff too. So, uh huh. And yeah. he, he helps with production. Is that what? Is that kind of what that credit was all about? Yeah. So, like, I, before we did this record um, with Barty's, um, I didn't have any producer credits on any of them because I like didn't really know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was talking to Barty's on the phone about like it, and I was like, "Oh, so you mean like what me and Michael have been doing?" this whole time and he was like yeah exactly right yeah. so <laughs> it's your album so, yeah, you can just list yourself as producer yeah so he's <laughs> he's been he's been producing them this whole time also um but uh but yeah i just didn't i didn't put together that that's that's what that was right right <laughs> right so you've been playing for a while your 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 parents are your parents from the dc area as well um not originally but they they met there yeah oh okay yeah where are they from originally uh, my dad's from Nigeria, and uh, my mom's from Massachusetts. Okay, the Nigeria Massachusetts connection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they met in the, DC. Um, they're they're both. Uh, uh, my dad's a psychiatrist. My mom's a psychologist. So okay, I think okay. they met at like a clinic or something. Cool, interesting. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, you have yeah. people to talk to to help with um, anxiety <laughs> for sure, like because you want to talk yeah. to your parents about stuff like that. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. And and so when I was reading, you were in a metal and thrash band, sort of punk stuff early on, and that yeah. sort of makes sense because you're the albums. I mean, um, track by track, it's it's so um, it's really just so much fun to listen to because it's so varied, so many different styles you dip in and out of. Um, some instrumental stuff, sort of synth poppy, uh, just some banging bass lines and kind of a beautiful rockabilly tones on, on the guitar really kind of recalls like 80s punk almost. It's really, oh, really super, super interesting. You never know where it's going to turn. And I, I really love that variety. Um, is that something that was a factor of the your your own musical development and interests growing up and coming up in the scene? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I kind of... Um when I, I just kind of write whatever songs are coming out of my head, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. whatever's like floating around in there. So yeah, I think it all just kind of synthesized together, listening to a bunch of stuff and just being into a bunch of stuff kind of just all works its way into the, into the songs now. Um, and like I, I started, when I started playing guitar, I was listening to a lot of like Green Day and Rancid and stuff. So that kind of like is in there as a default, you know, cause that's like what I first learned to play on guitar and how, when I first started writing songs, that was, that was what I was listening to most of. But, um, you know, then later got into, got into other stuff and just kind of, I feel like learning a lot of covers and, and seeing how other people played guitar and thought about chords moving to one another. I think that kind of bleeds into, bleeds into the process. Cause like, you know, just learning the way someone else does something kind of like sparks an idea like, oh, that's a cool thought. Like, what if I did this with it or something? Yeah. Know? Well, how do you avoid kind of copying too much at that point in doing that? Um, 
just taken kind of the idea, just the random big picture idea and or technique yes. or something and kind of yeah, using it's that? N- it's not like, it's never like, oh, I like this full chord structure. Right. These I like this four riff. Chords, Let's I'm going to do, do this. Yeah. Yeah. In this yeah. exact same way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I like this chord I've never thought to play in this way. Mm. And I will, and then like several months or years later, I'll like be like, that chord will sound perfect here, you know? Right. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not like, um, yeah, it's not like, I love this song. I'm going to record it and then try to change things about it so it sounds slightly different or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, know? cool, cool. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What was, um? so tell me a little bit about, like, the DC punk scene when you were coming up and what that looked like for you. Yeah, um, I played in this band that we 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 played it. I was like the sixth member of a five-piece band, <laughs> so <laughs> I would uh, I would play drums or bass and one-time guitar and like two times screaming. They had two vocalists who like yelled. Mm-hmm. And I did that twice. Bas- so basically, they were always someone almost always couldn't do the show. So I would. Do oh, the show. you were the sixth man. They'd, yeah, in basketball pretty team. much. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah, just like that. There's that some incredibly the famous and successful six six guys that played six man role in, in pro basketball for sure. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. So that was that's me. <laughs> right. 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 Um. But in a high school punk band. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So we just played. We played in like um, just a bunch of like tiny tiny venues in the D.C. and Baltimore. Um, and uh. There were a ton of other bands. There was like the Max Levine Ensemble and uh, the Noels and the Bull Cuts. Um, the Bull Cuts? Okay, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I saw a guy yeah. with a bull cut last night at a show. Oh, really? Is it coming back? I hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I but, mean, go ahead and do what you want, but I, I wouldn't do it, obviously. You can see my hair. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, not, doing I'm not a candidate <laughs> anytime soon. Yeah, I, I think some people can probably pull it off pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just a fun little community we played a lot of like houses and basements and living rooms and stuff and um it was just it was cool and um i learned a lot about being in a band and being in a music community through that and Mm -hmm. it was all everything was like super positive and 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 um like just very community based like all the shows everyone was like very into it being like a fun inclusive thing um from the beginning so that was a cool um community to to kind of grow up in oh interesting has that sort of continued even to today in the in the in the dc scene yeah i don't know i'm i hope so i haven't i'm not so much a part of it um you know because i live up in new york now so yeah 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 yeah. i know you're in brooklyn Um, i was just like have you have you seen it change at all from where like you know just knowing it and from like the people that I still know down there doing it, um, it's very similar. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But I don't know, I don't have great firsthand knowledge of like how robust it is. But there's some really great bands down there for sure, and um, I've always had a good time when we when we've toured down there and played with people. And um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good spot, and, right. I, I, and I hope the music scene is doing well yeah so coming coming up through that that scene did you go to college where'd you go uh i went to vassar college up in poughkeepsie oh nice yeah, yeah. huh my son was is applying there to to he might that's that's one thing oh, cool. on his list. i loved it yeah yeah it was really it was really great oh cool yeah yeah it's a good location you like it yeah i mean i spent most of my time on campus um because i had two majors and i played two sports so like oh, what <laughs> I sports have a lot of time uh basketball and rugby Oh right on, um, right on. But uh, but the campus is beautiful, and I I had great great teachers. Um, met a lot of cool people. So yeah, That's I right. loved it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so when was the kind of the time when you were like, you know, I want to I want to do this as a profession going forward. Like I want to be in I want to be in a band. I want to I want to do the thing. When when was that? Was that before you got to college? Um, when yeah, tell me. About yeah, it. that was that was um. Maybe a month or two after I got a guitar when I was like nine. Wow. Um, that was a lifelong dream. That was the thing. Yeah. I either wanted to do that for a little while. I, I thought I was going to be a professional basketball player. And then um, I stopped growing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> How tall are you? I'm five, five and a half. Uh-huh. So there was, ho- <laughs> um, there was hope at one point. 
Yeah, well, I've been five five and a half since like eighth grade. So they <laughs> they thought I was going to be over six feet because like, um, my dad and his twin are five eleven, and yeah. then um, the rest of his family is all over six feet, and my older brothers are all over six feet. Oh, my younger brother God, is now was, over six feet. There was so much so. hope. There was so yeah. much hope for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. This is this is better. Um, and uh, so yeah, pretty much pretty much right away. As soon as I like started playing guitar, I was like, "Oh, this is the thing. This is the thing I want to do." Like, we started a band pretty soon after that. Um, it was me and my brother and a couple friends in like fourth grade. Started a band that wow. we did all through high school, and uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's just been the it's been the thing. <laughs> so, but because um, your pa- your parents are have, have a you know are are psychiatrists have psychologists they have college degrees in this and they're you know been down that road. Um, they were like, "No, you're going to college though." Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clearly, <laughs> that much. that was happening. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, it was also a good experience. I majored in I, one of my majors was music, so that was cool. I learned a lot of stuff then. Yeah. As well. Um. Which is, which was uh, because I hadn't really done any theory or anything like that until until college. So it's also interesting for me because that's kind of still. I don't think about that stuff so much. If I'm playing the piano, I do um, think about it more. But if I'm playing guitar, I don't. It's like this other background thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of neat the way the brain sp- splits that stuff up. There's just something about guitar that just lends to just throwing theory out the window. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, like... especially after having done it for like ten or eleven years or whatever without the theory. So like. I, it's not the first thing I think of. Like I could go back and be like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone wants to, wants it explained to them that way, if I'm like teaching a new band member for the road or whatever, yeah, totally. and they're like a theory person, I can be like, okay, we're doing this and you know, whatever. But right. um, that's not usually the way I'm like thinking about it. So how was the scene? Yeah. How was the scene at, at, at Vassar for you? I, I assume you were in a number of different bands for sure. I actually wasn't um, in, in, um in a bunch of bands i mostly did like just solo i was doing a lot of solo like acoustic Uh stuff then and um didn't play um shows as much because i like because i was always doing the the sports and the majors and homework and stuff um but uh you know they brought they would bring some bands in and and i would go see them on campus sometimes and right um but it was definitely i wasn't doing it as much as i did in high school and also post-college yeah Um, yeah. Um, and so still so tell me about when, um, after you finished college, sort of you, did you move to Brooklyn at that point? I, I went home to Maryland for a year, yeah. um, and then, and then moved to Brooklyn uh-huh. um, and was still doing a bunch of solo stuff. Um, just kind of playing shows like by myself and then, um, joined a bunch of bands, mostly playing drums cause everyone needs the drummer all the time yeah good <laughs> um so i was playing like i was playing at one point in like f- i was playing drums in four bands and then had this band and then playing bass in another band um drums, which was too much drums bass and guitar yeah it was it was too much but um it was cool and it was fun i got to meet a lot of people and play a lot of shows right in different kinds of music which was which was pretty fun um yeah yeah totally well, that explains like the the just the multivaried influences and different kind of vibes that you have just from track <laughs> to track that we were talking about. Um, so, when did the Oceanator project start? Um, I think the first show was either in um, twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should probably look that up at some point because <laughs> people do ask, but. Um, I had been writing songs for it as early as like 2010 um, right. that I just kind of would record and have, um, but wasn't really wasn't really doing it because I was so busy with like the other bands, and then just started wanting to to play my songs. So yeah, it's 16 or 17, I think, is when. No, it was 16 because 17 is when the EP came out. Right, um, right. And uh, yeah, and then just started playing more shows and started touring with it and yeah and you were determined back to that nine-year-old dream yeah yeah i mean it was fun it was like i hadn't i hadn't been playing my stuff in a while so it was really fun to get to like 
share my songs again and connect with people like through something I had written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a different experience. They're, I mean, they're both great. Just playing music in general is great. Yeah. Um, well, talk about that a little bit, that experience of sharing things that, that sharing your, your lyrics and things that have come from inside of you on a stage in front of, in, in front of, in, in front of an audience. What impact yeah, does that a, have on you? You know, it all, it depends on the night, honestly, but for, for the most part, it's like, it's just like this, you just get this like cool feeling of connection with people, especially the, like recently when like I can, like people have been singing along to some of the songs, which oh, is wow, yeah. just such a wild mind blower. Yeah. It's just like, <sighs> I like someone was doing it once. The, like one of the first times someone started singing along, I, I was so shocked. I forgot all the words. <laughs> you, um, just, you looked down and you saw that person just singing and you just lost yeah, it. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Right, but, right. um, took you right but out yeah. of the moment. <laughs> yeah. But in like, in like the best way, you yeah, know, I was just yeah. like, this is so. Oh, cool. so how'd you like just to drill down? Like, how'd you pick back up? <laughs> I think I just had to come back in on the next the next line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that yeah. line was yeah, just bring was them gone. up. The, they know the words. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm done. Um, but yeah, no, it was it's um it's it's cool to just see see and feel people connecting with something that came from from like your heart and it's touching their heart in a way where like it's maybe not meaning the same thing that to them as it does to you, but it's but it's touching a similar feeling and it's giving them something that like that, that uh, I, I can't, I don't know. It's just, it's giving them this feeling of like connection and belonging. Um, yeah. That you're throwing like, things out there. Is, is it, is it validating for like, not validating maybe is the wrong word, but when you then see that someone else is identifying with those things that were inside of you and you decided to put out there, that's kind of, that, that, that's, that's pretty profound. Like what impact does that, does, what impact does that kind of have on you to, to, to see that and see the impact that you're having on others? Yeah, I guess it kind of, um, it's a similar feeling when like, when like I hear a song that, that I connect with, you know, it just like Mm, makes, mm -hmm. makes you feel just like less alone and like, um, just like, together and connected with other people and and part of something bigger um yeah i mean it's just just gets you out of like feeling just isolated i guess yeah well does it help with the social anxiety issues that you struggle with like it does is does it help to be up there doing that or is it something that you do in spite of the the issues that that you tend to struggle with it's a weirdly separate thing for me because huh. I just enjoy doing it so much. Um, oh, interesting. That and just like playing music and like just all aspects of it, like the connection with the audience, the sounds that it's making, mm. the the like the way like singing feels and the way like playing the guitar or whatever instrument I'm playing like feels and sounds. Um, I just really enjoy it and yeah. I can get, and so like I can forget about usually I can forget about being anxious and I don't really feel as much like oh I'm on a stage and people are looking at me this you're is so scary you're not getting in your head whatever. you're not getting yeah. in your head you're focused like if I, yeah 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 if I was up there like trying to give like a speech or like a, a class presentation <laughs> or whatever like right. absolute disaster but right. too much time and, to like, think yeah, way too much time to think, and, and my hands start shaking. I mean, I I I I've had some shows. The first show of the um, the to- the most recent tour that I did solo, the very first show, I was super nervous, and like my hands were shaking a little bit. Mm. But um, but I just hadn't played a solo show in a while, and also like had flown in to join this tour that had already been going, and I didn't know any of the people, so I was like, just just a bit overwhelmed and yeah. my merch was it didn't come it got lost in the mail I was oh, like having a bad day <laughs> um, what but, else can we pile on <laughs> yeah but um but yeah usually i'm just like so excited to 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 get to play music um in front of people and just to get to play it in general that like kind of forget about being anxious forget about the issues that i reminded yeah. you that you get anxious about <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's 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 an interesting point you know um 
you're into the music, you love the music itself. And when you're focused on, and that, and, and so when you're focused on that, it takes you into your body and not into, and, and not in your head so much. And that's, that's actually a really good technique for, um, if you, you, when, when you suffer for anxiety, I mean, that, that, that's what I do as well. If I'm going down that, you know, what the fuck is going to happen tomorrow? Rabbit hole, you know, um, yeah. tomorrow in quotes, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just try to bring yourself back into the current moment by having some sort of sensory, like, um, road mark. Like, think about, yeah. you know, take a breath or think about your body. Try to get back in your body and out of your head. Do and, you do the and like music uh, does that, you know? Yeah. So that's interesting to hear you you say that. So you have a technique for that? You were going to say? Oh no, I just I people have said to do the like five things you can see, four things you can smell or whatever. Yeah. You know, going down. Three things you can touch. I don't know if I'm doing them in the right order, but Well, yeah. yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> but yeah, to take to get you out of that moment because I think it's an interesting juxtaposition that if you're not that comfortable in social situations, but you're up there, that's a social situation in a certain yeah. extent, but there is a wall. You know, and you can control what you how you behave and what you take in and what you put out. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's still, it's still, um, afterwards, I'm still like, I still have the like, oh, I was just very, I just used all my social energy on this like performance or whatever. Right. But during it, it doesn't feel like that's happening, I guess. Yeah. Well, you leave it all out there, I'm sure, you know, and that, that can take a, try to, that can, you know, that can take a toll. (laughs) Yeah. does it change for you as 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 you get older, as you perform more shows? I mean, you're a road dog. You're out there. You were out there quite a bit before COVID. You're at, you've been like at it now since like mid 2021. And um, what's it what's it feeling like for you now? Um, for the most part, it's still great because you get to play a show most nights. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely more. Um, just overall tired <laughs> than I, you know, I'm not like, I mean, part of this is COVID too. Like we're not going out to bars or whatever after the show and stuff. Cause like would hate to have the tour canceled, but mm. I haven't even really felt like doing that. <laughs> um, whereas like when I was touring a long time ago, it would be like, okay, we played the show. Like, what are we going to do now? What, like, what are all these, who are we hanging out with? What stuff are we going to get into or whatever? But now it's like, okay, we played the show. That was awesome. Let's do the merch. Let's let's load out. Let's go sleep. I'm tired, you know. Right. Um, so I'm definitely just overall more, more. I have less energy for stuff that's not the show. I guess. Uh, are you a, so you're able to kind of pick and choose what you want to do? Is what you're saying? Um, I'm. I guess I'm saying like take care of yourself. I, yeah, and uh-huh. I just I I'm not. I don't like hanging out. At, as much like extra hanging out i like hanging out in a chill way yeah at at the house we're staying at or at at the hotel or whatever with other bands right but i don't i don't like need to like go like to a bar after the show and hang out until like three or whatever and yeah 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 it's not like party vacation time it's like tour really fun but also work time yeah well that's good that comes with like maturity and like knowing yourself enough to know yeah. what the best thing is for you and for your own your own career and your own longevity on the road yeah totally definitely um want to keep doing this for as long as possible so right on that's good that's yeah. good to hear um what about your film your 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 film career your film writing career <laughs> oh it's it's a i it's a disaster. <laughs> um, I still have like the that idea like floating around, um, but uh, I don't know. I've just been so busy with like touring and doing stuff for the the new record that like, and now I've started writing new songs. So I kind of like am more excited about those mm-hmm. than about going back to that. So it's probably dead, but you know. Yeah, yeah anything could happen i guess yeah you never know I well i mean you have yeah. the opportunity all the time for like short little four minute films and videos yeah yeah so i'm I'm gonna hopefully do do something fun um i want to get some some fun stuff going once the new songs are kind of more gelled um try and get ahead of that video wise and so it's like ready and i don't 
forget about it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So who to the last minute? Are you still reading science fiction? Who's your favorite? Who 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 are your current or like past favorite authors? Just to throw out a couple names. I'm not like I'm not that apprised of the uh, <laughs> of the science fiction world. But yeah. Yeah. What do you like to read? Um, I just. I just read my first um, Ursula Le Guin book. Oh yeah, that I really well, that, that's a name I know. Yeah, I yeah. I just read my very first one. Um, it was funny because I got it at um I got it on tour at this bookshop and I picked it because I liked the size of the book. Like there were two oh, two of a, hers. That's that, a reasonable <laughs> reason to like. <laughs> yeah, there were two of hers and I couldn't decide which one to get. And this one I liked. The this size one fits easily in my hand. I'll read it. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I was like, this this will be more pleasing to to read. And I really <laughs> liked it. But funnily, um, Zach from Pup also bought the same book on his tour. So then we like decided to read it together. Like when we we were like, let's wait and start it together. When oh, that's we cool. How'd you tour. find that out? You guys you toured with them? Yeah, we we um I he like opened for I've known him for a little bit because he he didn't open for her. he played drums for jeff on the canada shows oh, okay. on that tour we did so uh -huh. i had met him then so we'd been buds but um i was just like yeah i bought this ursula lagoon book and he was like i just bought an ursula lagoon book <laughs> so yeah we just and then we did the tour with them in june so we decided cool. to read it then so you guys had um, a little book club going yeah yeah, yeah. it was fun <laughs> yeah yeah um so i just read that'll that keep you reading like, a book when someone's like oh i'm on chapter seven and you're like chapter five you're like fuck that and you gotta like re knock down two yeah chapters. i was like i don't i don't want to hear any spoilers i gotta catch up yeah yeah um, that yeah from that perspective too i didn't even thought about yeah, that yeah but uh yeah i liked her and then um i actually and i just read a little novella by someone called becky chambers that mm -hmm. i liked um and i just started this book that's just called the year's best science fiction it's just a like a, a compilation um, com yeah like a compilation of like short stories oh cool um, and i've only read i started it like last night so i've read one and it was good <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i forget the author now yeah um but well there's so many new yeah. great tv series too that are sort of like science fiction dystopia like related now so yeah i have thing. to i haven't i have to catch up on those i have like everything in my like queue i'm not good at watching tv on tour yeah because I can't watch it in the van. I get car sick. I can't read in the van either. Um, but then, so then like, I like when it's time to have time to read or watch TV, I, I like to just read. <laughs> there you go. More so. There you yeah. go. And you're heading out. It's exciting when I saw you got upcoming dates in August in the UK. Yeah. My first, uh, my first dates in the UK with this project. So that's amazing. I'm, I'm pretty excited doing those solo as well and kind of scared to just fly over there and do it but uh, yeah yeah especially scared now i see everyone like everyone's getting their stuff lost by the airlines oh shit really so had, stressful oh yeah yeah and, like summer travel is just a disaster but you've heard specifically of some people getting like equipment like misplaced and shit yeah i guess like angel dust who we just toured with like all their stuff got lost and then i, I know laura um jane grace's guitar is just went missing from Heathrow and like oh, at some point after ch being checked and just keep seeing it everywhere, like on Twitter and Instagram, people being like, well, all our gear's gone. The airlines lost it. Oh shit. Um, I got I yeah, saw Barty's did. He took the neck off of his guitar and put it like in a duffel bag. So like with the body and the neck. Oh, in so it so wasn't so long. It oh, that's a new concept yeah. for touring um, musicians to like. Yeah. So I was like, am I going to do that? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got lucky when I when I flew out to do those West Coast dates. Um, I I was able to carry the guitar on both times with no problem. But yeah, yeah, I like packed all my. I took all the pedals off the pedal board and wrapped them up and put them in my backpack and then just sent the board itself through with like stuff that I didn't care about as much. <laughs> yeah, just hope for so, the best. I mean, it's all you yeah. can do, right? I mean, if you can't take it on, like I gotta, I'm going to Newport to like work um, at Newport Folk Festival and do some interviews oh, cool. there. So I'm putting all my equipment in a in a care you know just a small suitcase or pelican or whatever and just like yeah shit, just keep it with okay, you okay i hope it's hope i see you later yeah it's well no so i mean I, keep it I with mean, me i gotta you know you can't take two are you gonna you have plane. to check it yeah you gotta check oh, yeah, one yeah. Of, yeah 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 it's um yeah it's so scary every time you check something you're like 
I might have just yeah, my little, lost like, all my stuff. Yeah, the, the little Zoom mixing pad that I have, um, which is like a portable mixer, you know, I'll probably yeah. I'll hold that with me because that, that's okay. the key. I can always could always scrape together in a pinch some mics and cables and mic stands. Totally. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's sure. the better call. <laughs> yeah. I'll just hold that. Especially thing the... <laughs> just like cradle to your chest the whole time. Well, yeah. <laughs> or like have that in my backpack that I bring. Anyway, these are the logistics of touring and moving around yeah. with equipment. Everyone, everyone's impacted by like the fuck ups of, of traveling. But, um, so what do you, how do you account for popularity and like the ability to get out there in the UK or is this sort of just like, yeah, let's play some dates there and see what we see and who we're playing for. Like what's the, what, what's your mindset going into that for the very first time, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm just hoping people come. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> they're all high expectations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, I mean, they're all um, except for one show. They're all in like pretty small places, and and one of them's like a little festival. And I'm, um, and uh, you know, I'm 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 on the Big Scary Monsters label out there, so they like put oh, this okay. together, and um, so I hope there's I hope there's a, some folks. I know that there's some people out there who like it. I just shipped a record there yesterday, so like mm-hmm. somebody likes me, you know. Oh, um, someone that it ordered from online. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I think, yeah, I'm just hoping that that it's like, I think it's gonna be fun no matter what. I'm hoping that a, a decent amount of people come to hang out and. Don't you know, don't don't kinda, talk. Just be gentle with Elise when you talk to her after the show. UK people. Yeah, yeah. D- don't and don't say anything weird. Don't comment on how I'm good at guitar for a girl or whatever. Oh man, that's kind of like the weirdest. The, the, that's wow. So, so so many times it's like that's mm. not the compliment you think it is. Um, but yeah, but no, I think it's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be fun, and and I'm hoping that like I'll do this one solo, and then at some point can go back with the whole band and and. Oh, this is a solo show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Solo tour. Um, okay. So yeah. how do you structure that? Are you playing electric, acoustic? What does that What does that look like? I play electric still on this last tour when I did those West Coast dates solo. I played my baritone guitar, which was super fun because uh-huh. it was like super heavy and thick. But uh, baritone, I haven't decided yet. Baritone guitar. How is it? What's how, what's that set up like? It is um, a fourth down from a standard guitar, so it's just lower, <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's like in uh. it's in B standard. Oh, okay, so instead of E standard, different strings because it's lower, or like. Or what does that yes. look like? Like, is um, the headstock kind of different because of that? Or no, well, so especially my guitar, I have this Reverend baritone that's like actually still guitar sized. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of baritones have a longer neck um, to to make up for it. But everything else just looks like a guitar, and the thing the strings are thicker. Yeah, um, yeah. So do you miss? But it's pl- like, go ahead. Do you miss playing drums, or do you get to do that very often? Or I do miss playing drums. I was just talking about that with my friend. Um, yeah, I, I haven't. I mean, I don't, I live in an apartment and I no longer have like a practice space up here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I never, I never get to play them really at yeah. all. Yeah. Unless, uh, sometimes when I go down to see my, to see my family in Maryland, I'll play a little cause there's still drums in the yeah. basement there. Oh but, yeah. Uh, it's not the most neighbor, neighborly thing in an apartment. Yeah. No, in, I don't like, even, yeah. yeah, I don't even have my drum kit here anymore because it was just like sitting in the corner of my apartment taking up space and also making me mad because i was like i can't even play you and you're taking up all this space um but yeah i miss it i'm i'm hoping to hoping to get to play some more soon and and um i want to i was like demoing some some new stuff recently on on the drum so that was fun Mm and just set up like two mics on it while i was down there and and recorded some new stuff for for the new record so uh yeah, I don't know. I do. I miss it though. I miss just the hit and I'm mean, David Bazan called it sports with your feelings. And I feel like that's, that's sorry. Who said that? David Bazan. Uh huh. Um, yeah. He said what? I, I it's like, it's like playing sports with your feelings. Yeah. That's fuck, That's <laughs> a great quote. Right. Yeah. yeah so especially like on drums. Shit. Yes, exactly. Right, so yeah. I feel like that's, I need it. You it's know, athletic. Just, there's just a the lot release. of drummers that are like, I mean, not that there's not other good athletes, but like a lot of drummers are good athletes and, and into yeah. it. And, yeah. I mean, you got to have good coordination and like, you got to have stamina and I, if, if, uh, you know, it gets your heart rate up and I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely a cardio activity for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially right. when you're playing those that fast stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really exciting. You're going to be going to the UK. Good luck. And um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
tell me a little bit about the new album, new material. What's um, uh, what's that look like, and what's kind of do you have any timing involved? I have no timing yet. I'm still writing it. Um, I've got, I've got, like two half albums basically and an ep um so i guess it's just gonna depend on like what other songs i end up writing like which gets done first because they all have like their different vibes and like i want the songs that go together to go together yeah um you know Uh so yeah it's in it's in the early stages still um still like finalizing there's there's only like a couple like fully finished songs which of course like will probably change anyway but as as they as they are now I think they're finished and then when we go to record them you'll, we'll see what happens but they're um, they're they're finished for this phase of the creative process they're yeah. they're where they need to be is what you're saying yeah uh-huh. yeah and then like when we go to record them if I have like a different idea or whatever you know they'll they'll probably change a little but there's only a couple like that and then there's a bunch that are just like a bunch of parts that don't have their final structure but have like the the verse and the chorus but they're not like linked together right yet or like you know whatever right right um, so right, they're all in right. varying states right now needs um, to add that connective tissue in there yeah flesh it out right right are you working so, with Bartiz on that one too um no i'm not right now i have no idea i'm just doing just doing stuff in my apartment um yeah and like whatever and i don't know i don't know what the recording process for it like final right. it's gonna look like yet but, so and and yeah. and you're doing are you doing like the the you're doing oceanator full-time or are you working other jobs or what is kind of that what does that look like for you um i i now that i'm back from tour i'm trying to pick up some some shifts um yeah. with other jobs and stuff but uh it's hard because i'm leaving again in a month so like yeah for there's sure. only so many things I can. what do, are some of the I'm, things that you've done other kind of jobs that you've done I'm picking up. I'm working some some uh, some shifts for my friend's pizza pop up. Um, uh huh. So I, it, you said you worked. You used to work governors doing food pop up. It's pop pops at Governor's Ball because I was asking. Yeah, about different I used fests to. I used like to run this uh, the mobile department in the of uh, of this restaurant. So we do a lot of pop ups. So I'm. It's basically doing that, except I just have to do the register this time instead of like do any planning or make any pizza, oh. which is exciting. Yeah. Except, well, that's that's yeah. nice. <laughs> and uh, and it should be fun because it's outside and it's it's a friend I really like and used to work with and so we're just gonna hang out all day just gonna be cool totally um, but yeah and I, I might be picking up some shifts at, at like some bars and stuff just like just food service right stuff right mostly yeah. and for oceanator going forward like in the fall can we look forward to any shows out there or what's what's that look like yeah we're still working on it but that is the plan okay <laughs> to have okay. shows yeah i don't have any any info right now but uh but yeah, planning to planning to do a little bit of touring. Right on, fall, right for sure. on. Well, I hope yeah. you come through Chicago. Let's play the bottle. Yeah, I hope so too. I love Chicago. Yeah. Always have a good time there. Right on, right on. Well, this has been really, really fun, Elise. Thanks for thanks for sharing so much with me. And um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, your albums are just amazing. Everyone, just go check out Oceanator. You know, you can't go wrong. Just like just choose pick a song and the next one will be different than that one and 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 your uh and the most recent nothing's ever fine is really is really really fantastic i love where you've come from musically and as a, and as a human you add so much from the from, oh. from that perspective too it's just uh it's really nice well thank you thank you so much that's really nice to hear yeah yeah you're welcome thanks again for being here Elise. yeah thank you right on good luck <laughs> cheers Okay, that was Elise Okusami on Road Case. Really enjoyed talking to Elise. She's just a, a lovely human and and easy to talk to. Um, love her relaxed attitude while she's also super reflective of where she's at, where she's come from. She's an experienced road dog. She's been out there quite a bit. And uh, while she did, um, you know, it was difficult to be out of it during COVID as it was for everybody. Um, I think I got the feeling that it was a little uh, beneficial for her to kind of take a pause and work on her, some of her own issues. And of course, uh, this latest album, Nothing's Ever Fine, is is really, really wonderful. I can't emphasize enough how, how amazing it is. And I encourage everyone to go out and give it a listen. Uh, but, you know, that being an experienced road dog and being... Uh, 
of, um, you know, she's in her mid thirties now, you know, she knows how to take care of herself. She's learned what's best for herself in touring and has that recognition that, no, we're not going to go out and full on party. We're going to get down to work and, uh, you know, we just got to keep up rolling up our sleeves. And I was encouraging from, to hear from her that she wants to keep doing this for as long as possible. And she's got some new material coming out, no real dates on that, but that's something to look forward to for, uh, you fans out there. But, I really enjoyed talking to Elise and uh, can't wait to hear what's next from her. Thanks again for being here for this episode of Road Case. Really appreciate all you fine listeners out there and uh, really appreciate you stopping in for this one. And I want to give a special shout out and thank you once again to Elise Okusami for being here on this episode of Road Case. Thanks again so much for listening. And I'd like to encourage everyone to get involved with Roadcase. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can email me at info at roadcasepod.com with questions, comments, and even suggestions for guests. Or you can follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We're at RoadcasePod. And we have a YouTube channel called Roadcase Podcast. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And if you could please rate and review the podcast while you're there, that would be great. So I want to thank Waltzer for this awesome theme music that we have. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening to Roadcase. We have a lot of great episodes coming up, so I'll see you on down the road. <laughs>